Hi, you're listening to Yeah, It Can't Be Good, a rewatch podcast of the sci fi original series Eureka. Let's get started. Here's Doug with the TV Guide synopsis. Season 2, Episode 7. Family Reunion. Fargo's grandfather is awakened from a 50-year slumber with no memory of how he was cryogenically put to sleep. Created by Jamie Paglia and Andrew Cosby. Teleplay by Ann Cofell Saunders. Story by Jane Espenson. Original air date, August 21st, 2007. Thanks, Doug. Hi, this is Vicki, and I'm here with my co-host, Skip. Hello. For Season 2, Episode 7, Family Reunion. In this episode, we have cryogenics. Fargo has a family, and we have the mystery of Carter sending flowers. Mmm, big mystery. (laughs) Well, I kind of didn't like that. I didn't like it either. I didn't like that at all. The episode opens, we see Larry without food. (laughs) First time ever! (laughs) (laughs) And probably the only time throughout the series. In the cryogenics lab, and they find a person in one of the old... What do you call them? Uh, Cryogenic cells a la Futurama. Joe is providing Zoe with Vincent's coffee because Carter... Doesn't want her drinking coffee. Yeah, at her age and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. How old were we when we started drinking coffee? Oh, hell, I don't know. (laughs) Grammar school? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I remember telling my teacher that, because you know how your teachers, yeah. some, every once in a while, would ask you what you had for breakfast? Coffee and a cigarette? Yeah, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't have the cigarette. Yeah. I think it was like second or third grade, and I said, whatever, cereal yeah. and coffee. Yeah, a cup of coffee. And and I, and I she was a little shocked, and I remember telling my mother when we yeah. got home that, you know, the teacher was a little shocked, and she screamed at me, well, did you tell her it was mostly milk? No. Right. You because told me it was coffee. If you're trying to trick your kid into drinking milk <laughs> by diluting yeah. the coffee with mostly milk, tricking being the operative word, yeah. why would I know that? Why would I know to say, well, my mother's tricking me into yeah. drinking coffee? What'd you have for breakfast? Well, my mother, she's been drink, <laughs> tricking me into drinking milk, so she puts a little coffee in it for me. You know? And then, you know... I, you know, I get a little excited, so she gives me a couple of Valium, but she hides them, she hides them in the cereal, so I don't know I'm taking them. Yeah, but I know. Yeah. You know how mothers are. So Carter doesn't want Zoe to drink coffee, and Joe is um, sneaking her coffee in exchange for some kind of magazines. Yeah, not just coffee. Double espresso. Is it espresso? Double espresso. Not just an espresso. It's a double espresso. Exchange for fashion magazines. Right. Which Joe is highly embarrassed about. Yeah. So uh, I guess Carter's on to them and takes the coffee away from Zoe and drinks it himself and drinks and it in front of her. It. Yeah, savors <laughs> yes. it and tells her how delicious it is. Right, and finds the magazine in Joe's drawer. So you know that's yeah. a fodder for him for yeah. the rest of the episode. So Zoe decides that to get back at him. Or to well, first off, she overhears a phone call right. of him buying flowers for somebody to, right. and to have them delivered. Is it the flowers? These are what I want. And what's that all about? Oh, it's nothing. None of your business. Right. So Zoe, for some reason, thinks that her finding out who he's sending flowers for is going to give her some kind of leverage so that she'll be able to drive her car 
and drink coffee. Because she says that. She says, I'm going to get my coffee and I'm going to be able to drive my car. Yeah. Well, and, she's thinking blackmail. Blackmail to who? I, I don't know. Yeah. Your, your dad's got a girlfriend. Yeah. You know, what are you going to tell his wife? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Yeah. I, I didn't understand that. But so she gets his phone and, you know, gets the name of this girl and her name is Angela Fairfield. Yeah. Now, see, at this point in the show, I thought this, uh, this thing was going to go somewhere. The Angela Fairfield Yeah, thing? the Angela Fairfield. So I was interested who this person was. Yeah. And then when it's revealed, when Zoe blackmails Sarah mm-hmm. into telling her all about this girl and doing the research for her. Right. Um, because Zoe is, first off, a criminal. <laughs> yes. And a little lazy. Right, because she couldn't okay. do the research herself. Yeah. yeah. Right. So she had Sarah do it for her. <laughs> Then I became more interested in it because now there's this mystery girl that used to be a um, old girlfriend in high school. I really thought that this thing was going to go into some sort of uh, nefarious areas. I didn't know. I just thought it was totally annoying for both of them through the whole episode, Joe and Zoe, to harass him about this person Right through the whole episode. And I was kind of glad that Zoe felt bad at the end. You know what I thought? That's your real mother. Oh, did you? That's what I thought, yeah. Wow. That's what I thought, even though the timing didn't really yeah, work because yeah. she was dead in high school. Right, but right. I thought, oh, Zoe, yeah, that's your real mother. Yeah. The person you thought was your mother is not your mother. But it turns out... You're actually a lot older than you actually are. <laughs> you're 27 years old and you're still in high school. But it turns out, and I felt bad. I don't know why anybody thinks it's their business, but... They harassed him throughout the whole episode. And then Zoe finds out that this girl was his high school girlfriend. Yeah. He was teaching her how to drive on her 16th birthday. Yeah. And she swerved. He said they were celebrating, so I don't know if that meant they were drinking. They were drinking. And the girl was driving and swerved, and she died in the car accident. Yes. And because he was holding her, the police thought he was driving. So he had some kind of a record. Yes. Um, I, I forget what the record was. Yeah. That was closed. It was sealed. Because he felt totally responsible, never corrected their assumption that he right. was driving. So he took the blame. Right. He was driving. So every year he sends flowers to her grave. Yeah. And every year her father calls him. So to thank him for sending flowers. Right. And I think it's it's almost his way of punishing himself yes. and not forgetting for what happened. But it also explains why he's so adamant about Zoe not driving. Yeah. I understand that was the, you know, the point of the yeah. whole thing, you know. But I was disappointed that was only <laughs> what it was about. That it wasn't and something. that's why I don't want you to drive. Yeah. Don't you feel terrible now? Well, I'm glad she felt terrible. This yes. I'm, I'm glad she felt nothing. terrible. Yeah. She felt terrible I'm because glad she it did. wasn't useful for blackmail purposes. Well, no, she felt terrible because the girl was mm. dead. Mm. <laughs> that's debatable. I, don't, I think she felt terrible and I'm glad she did. But anyway, okay, so that whole storyline's out of the way. We can talk about <laughs> um, Pierre Fargo. Pierre Fargo. So they find Pierre Fargo. The lost Fargo. Right. Fargo's grandfather. Yeah. In the cryo. Uh, the cryo device. Okay. And he's been in there since 1957 when everyone in Eureka just thought he disappeared. That he quit his job and left. Right, and just left. Yeah. And nobody's ever seen him. He has a hard time believing, obviously, as anyone would. 
that it's 2007 and not 1957. Yeah. Until he looks around the room. Yeah. With his glasses on. Yeah. Because I'm sure there weren't any female doctors in 1957, or not very many. A black female doctor. A black doctor. female dark doctor. Yeah. And a black guy seemingly controlling the whole thing. Right, right. And he recognizes Fargo. <laughs> yeah, you look familiar. So he finds out that Fargo's his grandson, although he doesn't believe it. Yeah. Because as far as he knew, he doesn't have any kids. Yeah, yeah. Although we didn't know that, what's her name, Belle? Belle, yeah. Belle was pregnant when he went missing. And Fargo's father, who also died in an accident by pushing the wrong button. Yeah, he was a, he was being Fargo. Died when Fargo was a kid. Yeah. So Fargo's really thrilled to have a family member yeah. back. You know what no one ever mentions, though? His mother. I know. Fargo's huh? mother is never yeah. mentioned. That's in true, all of huh? You, so Tom, his father, right. that dies in an accident, and Grandma. Right, and you you almost led to believe that he was raised with Grandma, although they never say that, but it kind of, yeah. you kind of get that impression. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. They never mention what happens to his the mother, or there's no mention of her at all. Right. Huh. Yeah, I never thought of that. I guess because they were talking so much about the grandmother, I wasn't, it wasn't clicking that, no, yeah. that's not his mother, that's his grandmother. That's his grandmother. Yeah. I'm trying to think if they ever mention her at any other time. I don't, I don't think, think so. they ever do. I think this is the only time... This episode is the only time they talk about Fargo's family, family, his past, anything. You're right. So Joe figures out that Fargo worked for Andre Sandroff. Sandroff, yeah. Who's Eureka's Albert Einstein. Mm-hmm. But wasn't Albert Einstein one of the people who found uh, Albert Eureka? Einstein started Eureka. Yeah, that's what yeah, I thought. So. Yeah. He <laughs> was, was one of, that was, Eureka was Einstein's idea. Right, yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Um, actually, the series opens up with a quote from Albert Einstein, yeah. the whole series, yeah. Pierre realizes that his research was... Stolen from the, yeah, this yeah. guy, which was at one time his research assistant. Yes. When they mentioned, you know, Sandra. He says, that was my... He says, that was my research yeah. assistant. Yeah, he was just, you know, he's the guy that got me coffee. Yeah. So he realizes that most of his research is now in use. Yeah. And Sandroff is getting all the credit. So, of course, Carter jumps to the logical conclusion that Sandroff is the one who shoved him in the cryo... Cryo device. (laughs) Okay. Is that what we're going to... I don't know what they... What what technically it's... I can't uh, What it's known as is a a cryo container. Yeah. Uh, We'll call it the thermos. Now, this cryo thing... The thermos. The thermos is good. Okay. That's a good one. Do you remember in the pilot episode... I think it was the pilot. They were moving these thermoses around. Oh, yeah. And putting some people in cryostasis in this giant room. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't part of that giant room. This No, this old, is the old, the this old is wing the old or something. Wing, yeah. Okay. That giant room was never mentioned again. Yeah. That was one of those, I think, one of those things that, kind of like Warehouse 13. Yeah. Where when you were an agent, you died, they kept your stuff. Right. And they put it in this giant yeah. revolving thing. Yeah. You know? Uh, that everybody that's ever worked for GD, if you die, you get put in. You get put in there in this thing. Yeah, because it was a massive room, and yeah. when you know when they were moving things, like they were standing yeah. on the edge and moving containers, it didn't right. look like you could walk through it. Yeah, like the so, Matrix. When yeah, the, you know the, the the scene in the Matrix when they have all the people being batteries. You know, oh being really? Stored away. You're not gonna. I never saw the Matrix. Oh, okay. Well, I know I'm probably the only person in the world. But <laughs> I never did. <laughs> it's worth a watch. Okay. Yeah. So Carter, of course, goes to talk to Allison and the people in the cryogenics lab. Nathan is there. 
Nathan, of course, is being Nathan. Now, see, he's yeah. in GD again. Yep. And he's yep. working there because cryogenics was his Was his thing. That's what thing. they said. What is yeah. he doing here? Well, right. cryogenics, he was one of the four yeah. founders of the cryogenics lab here. So Right. So he's a big fan of Sandroff and yeah. knows him back up in and out and yeah. upside knows down. his work. Right. He's a Sandroff fanboy. <laughs> yes, he yeah. is. So he, of course, refuses to accept that yeah. Sandroff stole anything from Fargo. And he's kind of nasty to Fargo, like the whole way through. Well, he he was always kind of nasty yeah, to Fargo. I know, but this... You know, because he's Fargo. Fargo's the, you know... I know, but even Jack the, asks the, him the if he's okay. Boy. Yeah. You know, and Nathan is just not... He's nonstop nasty. Well, <laughs> just nonstop nasty. He is. Well, it's a Fargo. <laughs> We don't believe that. It's a Fargo. Yeah. You know. Then Jack comes to the conclusion that maybe Pierre took off. Which does make sense, because why would he put himself in cryogenics? Yeah. Because he's having a baby. Yeah. I mean, yes, you would leave. You wouldn't... Right. And then the way he was put in there. <laughs> right. You know, backwards with all the stuff on. Yeah. I'm just going to walk into yeah. the thermos. And, and, and freeze myself, yeah. because I'm having a baby. And then try to turn on the button from the inside. <laughs> right. <laughs> that didn't make much sense, yeah. but... And Pierre discovers that, yes, he did have a baby because he was resistant to that idea. Yeah. He shows the receipt for his engagement ring that he was going to yeah, pick up. Yeah, he was the, on his way to get the right. to get, pick up the diamond that was being manufactured for him. Right. Fortunately, he has that receipt. Okay, so Nathan suggests to Carter that he read some of Sandra's biographies. Yeah. So he understands the work he's done and how great right. he is. Which only makes Carter figure out that everything in Sandra's biography doesn't happen, happen until after, after Fargo yeah. leaves. Yeah. So in the meantime, Pierre starts to age rapidly. Yes, because his cells are doing something weird. Right. But too rapidly, which one would think means he doesn't have too much time left yeah. if, he, if he aged that yeah. quickly in the time he went to the bathroom. So now Nathan and Henry are trying to come up with a cure. Yeah, how to his, stabilize him at least. His, yeah. yeah, rapid aging. Well, because the aging isn't happening continuously. It's it was just in, like one giant, yeah. You get a spurt and then it'll stay like that for who knows how who long. Lo- yeah. And then you might get another spurt. Which was going to yeah, put him over which the what top. they were trying to stop. Yeah. The, the secondary spurt. The second spurt, aging. right. Because he wasn't. they said you're not going to get any younger. But yeah. And Nathan does find chloroform in Pierre's blood, so we know that somebody put him in there. Obviously, he didn't walk in there. We already know that. I don't know why anybody ever thought that. They get, what's his name, Sandroff to help them after he admits to stealing all his research. Right, but he has to be confronted with it because at first, you know, when they go to his house, the big giant mansion... Uh, you know, and he keeps walking down the stairs, and they're like, we took somebody out of cryogenics. Oh, my gosh, who was it? Fine. Yeah. Oh, oh, I gotta go. Oh, yeah, see yeah. you later. Good luck with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they were suspicious of him yeah. just from that interaction. Oh, I would be, too. Yeah. yeah. Later, Pierre comes back to his house. They confront him, and he does finally admit it. So he helps them. I didn't see him, but it looked like he was going to help them make the cure for this. Well, he was in the lab with yeah. He was in the lab. lab, and they talked. You know that the, this is what they're going to do for oh, the that's cure. Right. Yes, yes, yes. And he's like, "Well, it's based on your research." Yes. Oh, so now you're a good now guy. You're, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> you get to keep the house, though, don't you? <laughs> yep, he sure does. Yeah, and so their cure works. 
This is kind of a quick episode. Is yeah, there a lot going but you on? know, in almost every episode, there's this one thing that bothers me. And the thing in this episode is when he goes to the jeweler with the receipt. And he walks into the jeweler, and the jeweler turns around, and he's like, Hey, Pierre. You haven't aged geez, a bit. You haven't aged a bit. Yeah. Where have you been? Yeah. What? Like, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> right. I'm the one that shoved you in there. <laughs> of course, we don't know this at right, this point. Right, right. But you would think that just seeing somebody... Was what twenty something years yeah. old he was supposed to be when he first came out? I think you know, so. Yeah, early thirties. Yeah. At, at tops, you haven't changed a bit. Oh my god! Right. You know, you'd have more of a reaction. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Pierre, what the hell happened to you? You know, not hey hey, where you been? <laughs> Jeez, haven't seen you in a long time. Hey. I mean, he doesn't have the ring anymore, but he tries to talk Pierre out of even seeing her. Yeah. So. I mean, and at the end, we find out that he's in love with Belle, and that's yeah, why he yeah, shoved yeah, him yeah. in there, blah, blah, blah. But he hasn't seemed to make any progress in 50 years, so now he's still trying to talk Pierre yeah, into not trying, yeah. seeing her Yeah, because she's, she's in Alaska dog yeah. sledding, evidently. That's why she's not kind of around during this, this whole period. Right. But his entire attitude throughout the whole thing... Now, I realize that you're not supposed to know he's the villain. It's right. like watching... Columbo, you don't know, you're not supposed to know that this is the murderer, that the butler did it. But his reaction to the whole thing is just so understated. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't, no. And like I said, him telling him not to see her, I mean, give it up, man. It's 50 years yeah. later. If you haven't made any progress with the woman, you're not going to. Yeah. Is that, and I haven't made any progress with her, so nobody can go near her? <laughs> yeah. So he's some sort of weird sociopath stalker. That's what it sounds like, because yeah. that doesn't make any sense. But Fargo's granddad, when he walks in there and says, hey, do you still have the diamond? Mm-hmm. It's been 50 years. Right. It's a it's a question worth asking. Right. You know? But when he walked in and the guy's like, hey, Pierre. What do you mean, hey, Pierre? <laughs> I haven't been here in 50 years. I didn't just come from next door. I know. You know, hey, Pierre, where you been? Well, you know, I was around, you know, took a little walk, came back. I know, even if it's a bad reaction, if you're trying to cover up, which it is. Yeah. You're trying to cover up what you did. But if you did this, you would be shocked to see him walking. Exactly. Unless word got and, out but, the yeah, town already. But then why does he say, where you been? Yeah, true. Yeah. You know? Pierre, I heard you were back. <laughs> right, that's true. Hey, yeah. how's it going? Yeah. Been 50 years. <laughs> Things have changed, huh? Cell phones now. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, nothing. No, nope, don't have the ring anymore. You know, Belle, you, uh, you don't want to really talk to her, you know? I know. It's going to be bad. She that's thinks so, you left. That's so weird. You know? But she did fine. Yeah. She thinks she, she left, fine. but she did fine. She did fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. You know? So why don't you go about your business, leave town or something, <laughs> before she gets back. So Pierre and Fargo go to look for his resignation letter, and he does th- say that that's my signature. That's my signature, yeah. But he didn't write it. Oh, all through this episode, and I for- we forgot to talk about, Carter's still very angry with Allison. Yeah. And with Stark. Yeah. And she... Well, he's passive-aggressive angry. He's not... That's fine with me. Yeah, he he's be. not angry. He's just more passive-aggressive yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, and he should be. Oh, no, you want to follow the law? Right, right. You know... People should be held accountable for their actions. Yeah. And, you know, and even Stark says at one point, are we still on this? Yeah. 
you know. Yeah, we're still on this because you've endangered everybody in the town. Right. You know, I guess she thought she would and, follow him up the next day because she said she was sorry and everything yeah. was going to be fine. And I'm kind of glad it wasn't. Which is kind of usually what happens. <laughs> Everybody says sorry, and then they go on their... Yeah, their and I'm glad, glad yeah. he didn't this time. Yeah. I'm glad he wasn't a pile of jello yeah. in the face of Allison and, you know, stuck to his guns, and he had every right to be mad. Yeah. And he said it, I just need time to be mad. I'm not going to... He's not going to get over it. So I kind of like that. Yeah. I kind of like that he kind of stood up, stood his ground and stood yeah. up for himself. Yeah, but how mad is, just let me be mad for a while. We're still friends. <laughs> Just let me be mad. It's madder than he usually is with her because she can con him all the time. And I'm kind of glad that she was upset because she she expected to call him and he was going to be same old Carter and he wasn't. And I'm glad. I'm glad. She deserves to be knocked down. Not that I don't like Allison, but... Right. But you know what? Somebody died. Mm -hmm. The truck driver died. Right. As a direct result Result. from what they were doing. Right. And no charges were brought by right, anybody. as usual. I know. And so, the, the level of his anger did not reach the level of, you got away with murder. Yeah, The that's, level of his anger true. was, I'm going to be a little passive-aggressive for a week or so, yeah. and then everything will be back to normal. Right. And that's true. But I think the show doesn't count on us looking at it like it's murder. Yeah, it was an accident because, yeah, because we didn't we know this doing, was going to... Because we stole something yeah. and then hooked it up and right. used it illegally. And we didn't know that it, something else was going to interfere yeah. with it. Which Jeez. is much like a lot of things I that happened. I had no that. idea that guns were going to go off when I robbed the bank. <laughs> when I right? added bullets to it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, but, so I think they count on the fact that we're not looking at it as murder. Yeah. That we're looking at it as an unfortunate accident. It was I, unfortunate. I, I, <laughs> For the truck driver. <laughs> Poor Enrico, yeah. which is not his name. Yeah. But <laughs> Enrico look alike. We could we could uh, call him Enrico. <laughs> okay. We could place our own labels on everything in the show. <laughs> yes, yeah, so we have a thermos for we the have a cryo thermos device, and Enrico. And Enrico for Jake Wyatt. So back to grandpa. <laughs> so somewhere along the line, Carter I don't know why he decides to look at the letter and the receipt. Yeah, I don't he's know why. He's seen the receipt just... more than once. He's been shown the receipt more than once. He's been well. He's been shown a receipt to everybody yeah. because the receipt. I was, yeah. you know, the, well that the receipt was his proof, right, right? That I didn't put myself in here because I was on my way to pick up the ring. You know, so why would I throw myself into a into uh, a cryogenic? Why would I quit my job? Why would he when anyway? I, you know, right? And that receipt was his evidence, right? That he was telling the truth. But I don't know what made Carter decide to look at it again to compare the signatures and somehow Carter knows that the signature is traced yes from the receipt dun, dun, dun. that's from his vast knowledge <laughs> of law enforcement right so now we know that yeah. it's the jeweler who put him in the cryo tank and his explanation was kind of weird too because he said when he came to drop off the ring yes where Pierre says he was going to go pick up the ring right so he's saying he came to drop off the ring and he just couldn't bear the thought of him asking Belle to marry him. Right. So he threw him here in the cryo tank. Like it wasn't premeditated. It be. had to be because it had he brought be. chloroform. Exactly. Him. He brought chloroform. Yeah. Unless there's chloroform and a rag hanging around. There wasn't the a laboratory. typewriter in the cryo yeah. thing. Yeah. Cryo of oh, the thermos. In the th- well, <laughs> the thermos is the container right. for the cryo. It's, it's there the was cryo not, lab. There was not yeah. a typewriter in the cryo lab. Yeah. 
he had to have time to trace his signature, signature from the from uh, the receipt, receipt and put the receipt back in the guy's pocket. Yeah. Which doesn't make sense unless he had a copy of the receipt in the store. That could be. And maybe he did that ahead of time. But this was definitely premeditated. Oh, yeah. It wasn't just when I came to drop off the ring, I just all of a sudden couldn't bear the thought yeah. of you ask, asking her to marry you. So presumably the ring was already paid for. So not only did he attempt to murder someone, mm-hmm. because in the 50s there was no idea if the cryo thing was going to work. Right. So in his mind, he was, he was murdering, right. and he stole the money from him, too. Yeah, pretty much. So that's two felonies right there. But Pierre decides that... It's punishment enough. It's punishment enough he didn't get Bell. I have my <laughs> reputation back. And I'm going to have From Bell. that son of right. a bitch sock off for Sandroff. <laughs> Well, fortunately, Carter says, no, that's not up to you. But it's not clear in the end if they actually arrest him. It's not clear. It's not clear. I'm going to imagine that they did. Because as much of a sob story as he told... It's still attempted murder and theft. And it's still definitely premeditated. And I don't know how they got away with telling that story when it's obviously premeditated. So I'm going to assume that they locked him up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm going to assume. I'm going to hope that they lock him <laughs> up. So at least somebody gets a little right. justice if it's in not, the town yeah. of Eureka. If it's not the mass murderers. And you would think that Carter, in the mindset that he is, I'm not going to let another one go. Right. I'm sure. He and this guy's up. not a friend of mine, so I might as yeah. well just arrest him yeah. and send him away. I'm not in love with him. So. so the end of the episode is here, and Zoe apologizes, which we already talked about. Yeah. And Carter tells her the story. Yeah. The end. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much I was it. Dis- I was disappointed in the ending because I thought the, the girl thought was, thing was going to go somewhere. Because these episodes are always like palate cleansers. Mm-hmm. They're done with one plot. Right. And then they have to have an episode to kind of clear the slate to start a new, you know, ongoing plot. So I thought that the ending of the show was going to be the beginning of the next plot. Oh, okay. And this girl was going to be... Part of it. Turns out it was a sad story. <laughs> a sad story that didn't really go anywhere. Uh, it was good to see Zoe put in her place. Because sometimes she's ridiculous. I, I mean, I know yeah. she's 15 years old, but some of her dialogue is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, some of, like, in um, House Rules, when she comes in and says, Oh, you can have a party, but I can't? Yeah. Really? Yeah, well, that's something a 16-year-old would say. I don't think it is. You yeah. would say that to your parent? Who would think that your parents can't have a party because you can't? I don't know. You know, and she's thinking she's going to blackmail him somehow with this information so she could drive and drink coffee. Well, she is a criminal. I, I don't. And but, she's been proven many, many times to be a criminal. I know, but I so don't she, understand who she, she was going to blackmail him with. Who you know, gonna... who knows? Sometimes you, you take some information, you put it in your pocket for... <laughs> You know, sometime when it brings up, and then you could bring up the girl. Oh, what about the girl you were sending flowers to? Oh, you know. I guess. When he starts a relationship with uh, with Allison, yeah. eventually, you know, Zoe could bring it up and say, hey, you still sending flowers to that girl? <laughs> Just her train of thought sometimes. I don't get it at all. I guess we're at the end of the episode, and it, like we said at the beginning, there's not a lot happening here. So Yeah, it's just one of those episodes. It cleans the slate for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. But it was a cute episode. At least Fargo gets an episode every once in a while. And it yeah, was, and I, usually I like Fargo episodes. Yeah. But you know the guy who played Pierre, though? He had a manner of speaking that was, like, perfect yeah, for that yeah. part. I don't know if it was his manner of speaking or if it was his voice, but it was perfect for somebody 
Yeah. From 1957. And without even using all the little... Slang. The little cliche yeah. uh, slang things yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That he was perfect for that he, part. He seemed to be interested in the right things Yeah, while he was walking down the street and reminiscing about, this all used to be cornfields. <laughs> all right, so... If you don't have anything else... Nothing else. We are done with this episode, and we will be back with Season 2, Episode 8, and I'm not going to try and guess what the name of it is. I don't know. Okay, neither one of us know. We'll see you later. Bye! Okay, DC, tell us what's next. Join us next time for Season 2, Episode 8. E equals MC, question mark. Bye, see you later! Bye. Bye! Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch. Or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at Gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.